Welcome to the Fit for Purpose podcast with me, Justine Greening. It's a podcast series all about how business can be a real force for good, and we'll be sharing some of that best practice. In this first episode, I talk to David Harrison, founder of True Potential, a business based up in the Northeast. Together, we set up the C19 Business Pledge to help share all of the great ideas of companies about how they can help a wider response to the COVID-19 outbreak. So in this podcast, we hear about what True Potential is doing in its own community. David, tell us a bit about the first week of the C19 Business Pledge and and how many companies have got involved. First week's been brilliant, uh, Justine. It's uh, people are amazing, aren't they? Um, so we we already had this, you know, lovely community of people who are part of the uh, social mobility pledge, and uh, with very little prompting at all, been able to create a. A focus group inside that, which is clearly is working faster than than it did re- even with social mobility. So we've got uh, over 700,000 employees signed up via uh, today's 70 companies, um, which is amazing. You know, in one week, 70 companies signing up, 700,000 employees covered there. Um, I think you've used the uh, the words before this coalition of the willing that. Uh, was built by the, the pledge has been really redirected to um, something which is, uh, uh, you know, vitally important. To give people a, a kind of flavour for what's going on, you've got Corp Nasda, you've got BP, you've got DLA Piper, you've got Barrett's, you've got Everton Football Club, you've got National Grid, Persimmon, TSB, uh, SSE, Southern uh, Scottish Electric people, you know, over 70 companies, 700,000 employees. It's fantastic, isn't it? And I guess they're all doing different things to help. Um, some of them with employees, others with customers and others out in the community. What are the, what are the different examples you've seen that, that have really impressed you? Well, I think that uh, someone like BP, who are a huge company, but actually a company with a big heart as well, um, they'll supply free fuel to the UK's emergency services vehicles during the current crisis. That would be a big bill, by the way. Um, York St. John University has uh, refocused its sports and activities team to provide online well-being, exercise, nutrition advice. Um, speaking as somebody who's been isolated for over two weeks, uh, I might use that. Uh, the Seven Trent Water Company has set up a community fund to support local people. The National Grid, I saw they donated half a million pounds to the National Emergencies Trust. Um, there's just there's a huge list of uh, mm. stuff. Um, really good. Um, sorry, by the way, sorry if you can hear Cooper barking in the background. <laughs> so David, I, I suppose as someone who's built up your own very big business now over a number of years, COVID-19 slightly came out of left field in a way. How did it feel for True Potential to be having to get reorganized to deal with a world where people are having to work at home? It must have been a real challenge. Um, I'd, I'd love to say that it has been and we've overcome it and all the rest of it. But to be frank, Justine, it hasn't been that big an issue for True Potential, um, which sounds... Uh, uh, I, I, obviously, as soon as I've said, I, I, I do need to explain. True Potential was set up actually uh, in the middle of the last financial crisis, but the uh, 
uh, at the heart of what it's doing is a huge database, um, IT-based uh, database. Um, so we've already got this way of working, which doesn't require, uh, essentially, we don't require uh, any any paper at all. The nation's getting stressed right now. We can see the stress on, on, on the nation. Companies get stressed, individuals get stressed, and only under extreme stress do you get change. You don't get change normally. You know, um, people wanted to work from home. A lot of them could have worked from home in the past. Now, if they're forced to work from home, they're discovering, you know, the, the, the upside and the downside to working from home. Working in isolation is quite stressful. Um, so, you know, this is the reason that we've set up uh, True Potential set up something to help with that, which I'll cover in a moment. The vast majority of those who are working from home. Sounds easy, but it's not because you've got to maintain security. You've got to have proper VPN. Uh, the, those laptops um, are coming into some quite heavy-duty machines. Um, we trade on a daily basis. We manage uh, 12 billion pounds worth of funds. It used to be 12 billion. <laughs> Used to be 12 billion pounds of the funds. It's slightly less than 12 billion now, but it's coming back up. Um, don't sell right now, um, and and we have to do that minute by minute to the penny every single day. So we can't allow that to go. We also pay out pensions and other things. We have a massive pension scheme. And of course, people need money, um, so some of that still comes in via paper. Um, and of course, we therefore you become after all that good work, you come totally dependent on postal deliveries for a bit of your business, which clearly that could that could go that could stop. You may have postal teams being redirected to cover medical supplies, or, or in fact, the the the, the postie could come down with the virus, and you wouldn't have anybody to to cover for them. So. Um, where we've been desperately, uh, whilst dealing with that, we set up a separate unit that just deals with that. Um, our people on average are uh, just over 30 year old. These people who are working in this, uh, uh, we, we call it um, Situation 2 or um, uh, Site 2, sorry. Um, they are young, fit, healthy, um, volunteered, and are dedicated to ensuring that any post that comes in gets handled quickly. Any post that has to go out, goes out. But there's another team inside there and outside of there going to every person that sends this post to say, can you, is there a way that you can just do this electronically? We, we, we have daily updates, Justine. So mm -hmm. we ensure everybody, lets somebody know what they're up to. Every single employee needs to let us know um, whether they're poorly or not, and, uh, and so on and so forth. We keep it on a central mm -hmm. database. Um, we know where they've been. It's amazing, isn't it, where people go for the holidays? So we've now got a grand excuse to find out where they've been on the holidays and where they were planning to go. Um, so we'll no doubt have a, a few laughs at that later on because mm -hmm. um, we're that kind of company. You know, you never, never allow a, a dire emergency to get in the way of taking the mickey out of somebody. <laughs> it's it's obviously a, a challenging time for any business yeah but you're obviously one of those that's been part of the c19 business pledge that's 
gone beyond that and not only worked at how you can get through and how you can help your employees get through but looked at a wider community and what you can do tell us about some of the things you've been doing with local hospices david well we've got um one in particular we've kind of adopted and uh, given some money to and we will uh up the amount of money that we are giving to them uh, as as they begin to get busier and busier this hospice is slightly different locally. Um, there are a lot of very good hospices in the northeast, um, but they go out to see people. So they are based in Hexham. Uh, there's a rural com- community there, um, so it, it is much easier to try and keep uh, their patients, if you like, their their customers in their homes and visit them, which is more labour intensive, obviously. It, um, but we think, particularly right now, uh, they're in a very, they're in a key position. They're already visiting, um, uh, you know, vulnerable and poorly people, and we can see they, they, we see that they will be expanding that um, whilst they're out there to to do good deeds in in rural communities. So that's one of the things that we're doing. Um, the we have, of course, um, an advisor, a sales advisor. Uh, network, a, a huge one, about four and a half thousand of them throughout the UK, um, 650 which work for us directly. Uh, mm-hmm. And we are looking at how best that they can help the people that they know, asking them to come up with who are, who do you know that you think could be in a bad spot? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we we can see that some people are offering food parcels and all the rest of it, and that's fine. I, I, I think that's great. But inevitably, um, you might get ten, you might get ten food parcels on one day, or never see one. So we we think the best way to get around that is rather than centrally, we have a database. We have to as a financial services company, uh, Justine. Mm-hmm. We you know who are deemed vulnerable clients. Uh, in a, in any case, as somebody who's in particular has particular health problems or is over the age of seventy five, so that's already a statutory requirement. So the, the mm-hmm. sales process and the, the servicing process for those people is slightly different. So we have to be aware of that. I know people won't. It sounds like trivia, but it's actually quite important. Um, so we already have a database of people like that uh, that we that can, we could work from centrally. But of course, much better if we contact the agent who is looking after these people on a, at least a yearly basis to say, you know, we're thinking of doing something, maybe for parcels, but maybe something slightly different. But mostly a, a point of contact, um, pointing them into the C19 pledge uh, area onto that Facebook page um, so they can see what's happening. Mm. Right and locally and we uh, the same with their sales advisor their financial advisor really so i'm quite excited about that it sounds great david and i think what it shows is that although there's already some brilliant steps being taken by a lot of businesses and yours was obviously one of the the first doing that actually businesses keep thinking and there'll be more that they they announce that they're doing over the coming probably coming weeks and maybe months on all of this. Looking ahead, David, from your perspective, do you feel like 
in a way, this coronavirus challenge is is going to somewhat almost reshape the relationship that maybe businesses have with their communities, oh, how really, they work with government. Is what do you think about that? I really hope so. I I, I think that um, I I mean there's so much uh, uh, rhetoric and hype uh, thrown out. In normal situations, Justine, you know, you, you've been in politics for a big part of your life. Um, and I know personally, you, you weren't part of that, uh, that machine. And uh, I think politicians sometimes rightfully, but most, most, most of the times wrongly get a bad rep for things. It, it's quite nice to see, uh, um, see him and, and others just talking to the nation. So I, I, if this doesn't change the way businesses operate, then nothing will. But I think, Justine, if I may, I think businesses were already already changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a diehard uh, defender of any business per se. I think that businesses are run by people. Um, as some people are much more in tune with their clients than others, much more in tune with the public at large than others, um, they tend to be the people who built the business or have come up through different channels to be running a business rather than people, if you like, pushed in from the city to with a safe pair of hands, which, you know, are the worst kind of people to be looking after business. So I, 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 I think we saw, you and I have seen with the social mobility pledge take up how good businesses are and how they are a force for good. They are that uh, coalition of the willing. I'll keep using a great phrase um, uh, because they, they, we we knew that they wanted to do something, and we also knew they were already doing a lot of the stuff that the social mobility pledge has asked them to do. Um, and the more that those chief executives sign up for that, the more they become like their clients. Uh, and I think. I think, David, that what's interesting is the the two do go together because this issue of coronavirus and, and if you like, the impact it's having on Britain, in a way, it just shines a spotlight on some of the gaps that were already there between communities. And, and it, it makes the case for why everything that we've been doing, setting up the Social Mobility Pledge, all of that work to galvanise companies, why that matters so much and actually... The, the main impact of coronavirus, to my mind, is it makes it even more important because I think whether you're a business that's showing what it can do or whether you're a government that's going to come out of this with a big bill that needs to be paid, the yeah. only answer to, to success is having a country where everybody can play a role and, and contribute. And, you know, whether you're a government or a business, that's how you're going to uh, get the best version of, of yourself. Well, I think people do, I, I you know, um, I'm quite patriotic, um, uh, I think. Uh, I hadn't realised it was until a few years ago somebody said, well, you're a patriot, and I didn't know if that was uh, <laughs> cheeky or not. Or, um, but I, I, I believe in Britain. Um, I, I believe in the world, but I believe in Britain. I think uh, Britain's a special place. But I don't think anybody really who is British really understands that. You know, I, I think we take for granted. Uh, and, and for years, I'll be frank, I've had governments 
up until the 70s and 80s, kind of telling me that we're, we've had it. We should remember our place in the world. Uh, the, the opposition up to, well, he still does, doesn't he, Jeremy? still has you believe that we're a little com- country and we should be enthralled, if you like, to European community and all the rest of them. I don't think we are, actually. I think that we are one of the biggest countries in the world, if not the biggest when it comes to how you should act as a country. Um, I don't think anybody can give us a lesson in how to act fairly as a country. I can't see that. Uh, I'm trying to be not, you know, um, not biased, trying to just be real. I, I suppose some of the Scandinavian countries, which are tiny, might give us some lessons in certain things, but uh, especially how to keep your oil money and charge £15 for a pint of log. If you know. But the rest of the time, we are a big country, 67 million strong. And isn't it great that within hours of somebody saying, would you want to volunteer to help the NHS? You get half half a million people and rising. Um, you know, I, I said to, to my wife, I said, I, I think I'll do that because you can do something on the phone. She said, don't. <laughs> Don't you'll finish, you'll finish somebody off if they get you on the phone and you have a bit of well, well I've signed I've signed up David so somebody Good. somewhere will be getting some support from me of some Wait, some sort. Is this is this part of the NHS that you're ringing me up now? <laughs> we didn't want to say. You've, you've cheered me up. You've, you've you've served your purpose, but but I think that there there's a great example of what. The British people have done, and I, I think people want to help. You, you mentioned people want to help. You, you, you're spot on. People don't know at times how to help, um, but if asked, they they will help. You know, and we, that's what we've done really with the social mobility pledge and and the C19 business pledge. It's about giving a framework to say, well, helping looks like these things, and if you can do that, then that's how you can make a difference and I think for me leadership is about leading by example and that's what we've tried to galvanize through the C19 business pledge is all those companies can lead through example and in doing so they can really help. I agree. Well well, look um, David that's been fantastic to be able to talk about the C19 business pledge and I think the key to me is that Everybody can be part of rising to the challenge of tackling coronavirus. And what we're showing is that business is going to be a huge part of that, too. So thank you for the leadership that you and True Potential have shown and inspiring us in a way to get this C19 business pledge off the ground. A week later, I think we've done brilliantly to get so many companies involved, showcasing everything that they're doing. Hopefully it can inspire another chunk of British business to get involved over the next week. And yeah, it shows that when we lead by example, other people will see that and then hopefully follow. If you've enjoyed this podcast, then subscribe to the series or share it with a friend. See you next time. <laughs>